Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Hi, uh, welcome to Real Vision. I'm Rob Frasca, and uh, I'm from Cosmo Ventures, and I'm here today with uh, Bob Kramich. Uh, and today we're going to talk about the future of NFTs. And uh, this is a company that we invested uh, in through my fund, Cosmo Ventures. And I'm thrilled to have Bob here today uh, to join me to talk about NFTs and more importantly, enterprise uh, NFTs. Hey, Bob. Hey, Rob. Great to see you again. So, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about your background and, uh, you know, what, what you're working on. Uh, we're pretty excited about uh, your, your company, BZ. So I'd love to hear a little bit more. What I'm working on is much more exciting than my background. But for the past <laughs> 25 years, I've been working in like custom software engineering, helping companies like Salesforce uh, and Overstock and large enterprises really bring their legacy businesses into the emerging technology area. And so... Uh, that's when I met blockchain about five, well, now 10 years ago. But um, you started the company about four and a half years ago, four years ago to make a blockchain easy for businesses to start. Um, and so that's what we do. Great. And in terms of NFTs, I mean, one of the things that we hear right now is, you know, there's incredible, incredible traction in the, in the market. Uh, but more importantly, what you're doing is really around enterprise and and really providing uh, NFT solutions for for the enterprise. And let's talk a little bit about that and and, and institutional, I guess you could call it institutional adoption of NFTs. Yeah, sure. So so when you start it in from from an enterprise background like I did and like we come from, um, you know, you're sort of a prisoner to that set of experiences. Right. But so when we got into NFTs, it was really to help businesses figure this stuff out and figure out to make this emerging technology work. And and when I looked at blockchain for the first time, I realized, oh, gosh, this is confusing. It like, you know, and I was in the custom software engineering business. Right. So my job was to help my customers understand this thing. Guys like you running an enterprise like, Bob, how do I use this? And, and I couldn't bill for it because it wasn't billable then. So I had to dig in and help my customers, you know, understand it. And so um, when I when I realized that blockchain is a general purpose technology, just like the Internet, just like the steam engine, just like electricity, for that matter. I, and its difference is the ability to verify, transfer, and enforce the transfer of intellectual property rights, you know, for both physical and digital goods. As a former trader, 10 years before I started in custom software engineering, I realized, wow, this is something special, right? Because, you know, anyone can now limit and create their own supply and limit that supply and then sell that supply to anyone who might want to buy that authentic supply. So, wow, this is, this is big. And so that's what we set out to do to help businesses a long time ago. And so that's why... I think we're fortunate to have some of the rudimentary and fundamental um, elements that you would require in any NFT enablement platform in, in a package that's easy to use for businesses. You know, one of the things I always say all the time uh, about NFTs, you know, when you look at the, the market, it's been incredible. Uh, you know, although 70%, I read somewhere that 70% of the uh, U.S. population doesn't know what an NFT is. 
Uh, so it is it is early, right? Uh, but you yes. know, one of the things yeah. I always say is that the real power behind what NFTs really represent, I call it digital rights management, right? It basically decentralized digital rights management. Now, now all of a sudden you've got this technology that really allows you, if you're a content creator, to really manage your digital rights. Uh, and, 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 and so how does your platform do that? I mean, you know, how, how does that, how does that work? We approach it, from, let's look at it, whether it's our platform or someone else's, like approach it like a business. So what do you need to serve a business with NFTs, right? You need something that's private labelable, right? People want to have their own brands. They want to support those brands that it's got to be plug and play. It's got to work with what I have for systems today. Uh, and it's also going to, you know, enable me to, you know, sell where I sell today with all my other stuff. Right. And so when you look at when you look at those requirements, right, and you sit there and say, oh, my gosh, um, you know, that's what's required. That's what we really set out to build. So we built an application that allows any creator to mint and sell their own NFTs from within their own four walls or, you know, on their own website or through on OpenSea or Rarables or Coinbase or wherever else they might want to sell their intellectual property. And, and another benefit of, of, of doing this is we're, we're through our wallet, like Elaine was talking about. We have the ability to now, you know, immediately serve your entire customer base um, with an ability to buy with fiat currencies, regular currencies, right? Credit cards. Okay, I can buy it with cash. Yeah, I mean, think about it, Rob. So this eighty-four trillion dollars is held, okay, in just fifteen fiat currencies, right? And then there's God bless it. There's there's three trillion held in ten thousand cryptocurrencies. Right. So I was sitting there. We're, we're, I'm, I'm slow. Right. I'm an old and slow. And so I, I think of things as they say, how are we going to make this work with all these? It's got to work for these people, the 84 trillion. Right. Or else we're dead in the water here. So that's what we built is a solution. It's plug and play with your existing systems. And one thing we didn't count on, quite frankly, we were calling them digital assets before NFTs or anything. And people would look at us like we were crazy. Um, but one thing we didn't count on was the compelling events of the pandemic, number one. And number two, this whole NIL thing that's happening in college sports, where think about business to business, peer to peer commerce, you all of a sudden you have this influx of new suppliers, creators, all these all these men and women who are now like, oh, wow, I can make some money here. And all the adjacent small businesses in those communities that they're around, the pizza place, you know, I play division three football. So the guys I'm talking to are a little above my pay grade now, but you know, it's all the same. So we had a pizza joint, espressos down the, down the street. Right. If, if we wanted to sell a contract to Espresso to show up in our uniform or jersey, sign autographs for kids and parents that want to come in and meet the team, they can now do that stuff. So it's a real boon for the local economies and the college athletes. That's entrepreneurs, not necessarily as individual people, but entrepreneurs, people that want to start businesses. So we give them these kits to let them do that, you know, buy and sell side solutions. Got it. So where do you how do you see this unfolding? I mean, you know, how is this? Uh, uh, how does this transition from, you know, where we are today to, you know, that small business? How are they going to use an NFT or, uh, you know, the college athlete? How are they going to use it? I, I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, really cool uh, membership models with NFTs. Uh, how, how does that how does that play out? Do you see that happening, you know, tomorrow or, you know, what, what's your what's your overall kind of prognosis there? Rob, it's, it's it's very exciting. I see it unfolding right in front of our eyes. Like the, the things we're talking about, the use cases that we're talking about right now, just like could be changed tomorrow, or the next day. Like, you know, if you'd like, I go through some use cases. But I think at a big picture, you're seeing this. You're seeing this influx of of new activity, and people are you know are imagining new ways to create commerce that weren't feasible before, right? You know, like I, I, for instance, um, 
okay, here's an athlete we're talking to, um, a, a collective. We signed UNC, but let's just say we're talking to a football team, right, that they want to be able to um, monetize. The offensive line wants to be able to create an NFT, be able to sell it to a sponsor. And when these five people are on the field and they run for a first down, that sponsor donates $5,000. Most of it goes to a charity, but they each make a couple bucks along the way. And they start to build. So it's a, it's a teaming aspect of an NFT. Another one is the player, like I just said, he wants to offer a contract for his time or her time out to the local community. And they sign up and buy an NFT of their likeness. In that NFT comes a contract. That contract is maintained for, this, for these people. But they can then, they can then split, the con, split the NFT proceeds with a local artist that might design the invitation. So now you have an invitation that becomes an asset, that becomes a, a contract that demonstrates the first you know, with trust, the first transaction between a local player and a local community in a way that really makes sense for everyone and does it cost effectively. Absolutely. And and do you see small businesses, you know, ro rolling out NFTs as well? It's so amazing. I, I we, We've partnered with a company near North Carolina or in the, in the North Carolina area that that private is private labeling our technology underneath their own solution in the marketplace. They created an application called Fanify where they're going to local businesses like the boxing gym or the dry cleaners or the med spa, and they're offering NFT-based reward point solutions so that they can now do business with the local community and the sports teams. It's really quite awesome. And then, you know, for instance, there's another guy that we're working with today in, in the metaverse where, where they actually own a good chunk of real estate in New York City, uh, and they want to digitally twin and create a game where these NFTs represents the digital twins of these buildings that they own, and while they're not coupled to the sale of the building, they're creating this monopoly-like game, who has what assets, with, and, and there's all kinds of you know, benefits that can come with these NFTs. So Bob, uh, you've got this platform and uh, it allows anybody to mint these NFTs. Uh, you're really looking at it going mainstream, small businesses, college teams. How does somebody use this? How does somebody get involved in it? Um, is it open to you know, the general public, uh, how, what are you doing here for overall adoption? Great question. And so, uh, again, going back to the ease of adoption of the platform, we have a SaaS solution, easy to get into, easy to use. You can, you can adopt it immediately today. It's, it's, it's readily available. We have a freemium version that we're offering students at UNC and other we we have over almost 200 you know people signed up. We haven't even launched yet. So, you know, we're in a test mode, but we have a lot of creators from the university, whether they be um, folks that want to mint um, uh, their own NFTs, teams, players, um, or artists. We're serving a lot of art communities today in and around the university and also um, commercial art organizations like Third Rail Art that's using NFTs to help uh, you know, under, under, underprivileged communities. Uh, and so for us, as we've seen in the crypto boom, money has value in communities, right? Stores value, it's a medium of exchange, it's a unit of account, right? Well, what we're doing is going into communities, right? We're going into local communities with the schools. For instance, UNC has um, an art school. UNC has a journalist journalism school. UNC has a business school, an entrepreneurial school. So these communities all have shared interests, and that's where we're proliferating. Within these communities, we're enabling creators in these communities to authenticate digital assets among their communities, and then be able to trade those digital assets with fiat currencies with their buyers and their customers. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.